welcome once again to the View from the Bridge podcast. I'm Scott Trotter, out in the United States, following Chelsea tour across plenty of those states um, for their five games this summer. Um, now in Atlanta and preparing to attend the game at what is said to be a very impressive Mercedes-Benz Arena tomorrow night against Newcastle United. Uh, still learn about lots of differences in the U.S., uh, strawberry milkshake last night from McDonald's. You get squirty cream on top. So still still adjusting to the differences in culture of the United States of America. But still adjusting to a new Chelsea team as well. Um, I don't think we've spoken since Brighton, so maybe we should reflect on that a little bit first. I'm sure you've had plenty of time to digest the results, watch the match live or watch the highlights and maybe even begin to find some new heroes. Um, First half, we'll start with Chelsea, of course, won the game 4-3. A bit tighter than what it looked like it was going to be at one stage, but still solid progress uh, and, uh, you know, solid work um, as Chelsea prepare for that first game of the season against Liverpool. Uh, But we will look at that first half. Uh, I think Brighton, obviously, they went ahead through Danny Welbeck early doors and the... There was certainly a feeling of, um, I don't know whether deja vu is the right term, maybe a little bit of trauma from last season, thinking, oh, no, what could go on here, Uh, particularly given some of those Brighton results last year. Uh, But it was fine. Uh, We saw another goal from Christopher Nkunku. He was more involved, I would say, in that number nine position, um, but finished really creative, really adept, really promising, just nice to see. Um, such a talented player uh, in in and around the box, really. Um, Levi Colwell, of course, started the game. How can we not mention that against Brighton? It didn't sound like he was going to start the game um, from what Pochettino said in the press conference beforehand. It didn't feel like we were going to get to see the likes of Enzo Fernandez, Nani Madweke, Mikhail Mudrik. Obviously, some of those guys did make it onto the pitch in the end, but particularly Levi Colwell. He played a significant portion of the game. Pochettino said he doesn't need to send a message to Brighton. But regardless, it felt like a message. Uh, you can't have a player play such a significant role having not played the game before and it not feel like that. And he, he played well. He was central to Chelsea's build-up player, that was for sure. Really added a different dimension there. And we will obviously touch on the second half, but he did give the way that apparently that looked a tired challenge. What well, was a little bit poor, but certainly overwhelmingly positive to see Levi Colwell involved. Brighton still do want him. Uh, they have signed another centre half, Eagle. Um, but that that is not kind of dispelled there. Hopes of signing Colwell. Um, Roberto Deserbi said ahead of that game that he would like to see Moises Casido and and Colwell um, in, in a Brighton side sometime soon. Uh, so yeah, that's as where we start off from there. But we look at that first half, and obviously Nkunku, after Chiron, was impressive. Colwell was impressive. We saw Kepa uh, come into the team for the first time. He played the full game. Uh, maybe a few scary moments, but he was very calm uh, when placed under pressure. Malagustu, I thought, was 
really, really good. He unfortunately did um, lose Karu Matuma in the build-up to Danny Welbeck's goal, but one-on-one, I think there were maybe some concerns about the, his abilities in the Premier League defensively. Uh, I thought he was brilliant in a one-on-one situation. He'll not face many stone attacks than Matoma, so that was really reassuring. With Reese James still on his way back, hopefully he is fit enough to play for some time. In Atlanta, um, we saw Thiago Silva return, of course, very much as you expect. He never never lets Chelsea down. Ben Chilwell, very good. Uh, he had a slightly different role than he did against uh, Wrexham. He played higher and wider, tasked less with going to the centre of the pitch. Ian Matson took on that role. Um, Andre Santos, again, good in midfield. Conor Gallagher, quiet at half, obviously not. Majorly his role at the base of midfield, but that, that is what he studies task to. Chuck Mecca much improved, got on the ball a lot more. That was really reassuring and still and still struggling um, in truth. So hopefully he can pick things up. And obviously we mentioned Nkunku and Matson was very promising again. Um, second period, Chelsea seemed to kick into action even more so. Nicholas Jackson fields and... It was the Nicholas Jackson show. You can't say anything else. He got two assists and scored a goal of his own, and he was fantastic, to be honest. Um, Gives a lot of promise for the team going forward. I think it would be really exciting to see him and Nkunku in the same eleven. something Pochettino does say he hopes to look at at some point, but just the, the current situation of the players available and managing the fitness of the full squad. He can't really offer that just at the moment, and that's completely understandable at this stage, I think. Uh, so it'll be interesting whether we can see that before the end of the preseason or whether we've got to wait until everybody's levels right at the top. Maybe that is going to be closer to the Dortmund game, maybe even beyond before we see something like that. But yeah, I just can't say enough about how impressed Nicholas Jackson was. He's probably my main takeaway from the first game. But yeah, he was, it was very, very good once again. Um, Conor Gallo got a goal in the second half as well. Um, and yeah, it was it was a good out. And obviously the late goals would have been disappointing for Chelsea. Uh, we can't help but talk about Mikhail Mudrick's finish. Really nice interchange with Jackson. And what a strike. He looked full of confidence. It, there was no, Last season, we saw Mudrick... Most of the time he had a shot, it, it was weak. It was too thought, uh, thoughtful, too planned out. He almost had too much time. This was done purely on instinct, little touches between him and Jackson and a brilliant, brilliant finish. It was maybe a hint of what we can expect to see from him moving forwards. That would be really, really promising for Mauricio Pochettino. And he spoke to him in the mix on form in the game. He was a man of few words. Um, he doesn't seem too bothered by other people's opinions. He sees his time at Chelsea so far as a learning experience. He's learned patience, but he also is very happy to play with the new team and very happy to play under Mauricio Pochettino. We do have a story on the site from that, so please go check it out if you are interested. But Mudrick, that finish. And, you know, it's frightening how quick he is. Every time he runs, it's hard not to turn to the person next to you and go, wow, he is rapid. Uh, I think there was one instance in the game where he kicked the ball through and ran onto his own through pass. 
Um, I think, as he said, is on Instagram. His hamstrings are certainly warm now. Uh, so, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see whether he can maybe start against Newcastle. He obviously, if he starts on the left side, could be up against somebody like Kieran Trippier. So that'll be a really interesting battle. Um, yeah, and I guess Mudrick and Jackson probably the, the main two takeaways from that game. Um, and Gallagher, obviously, two goals in two games as well. So Chelsea are fine then at nine goals in two games, something that probably would have taken about three months last season to to get through. Uh, obviously, the red card did impact the game. I should probably highlight that. Uh, Van Heck from Brighton absolutely wiped out Cassidy. Um Brutal challenge for a friendly. He picked up a second yellow card for that, having went through uh, Nkunku earlier in the game as well. It was nice to see Nkunku in that instance really stick up for Cassidy as well. Um, promising moments in terms of building leaders, building the team together, and then letting these guys bond. Um, and yeah, really, really sold out. And Pochettino, like I said, was, was very happy after the match. Obviously, not happy to concede three goals, but these things are going to happen at this stage of preseason. But what was notable, they were starting to see the patterns um, that Pochettino wants to implement in the team. We're seeing progress in the style of play. Um, and that, that that is what preseason is about. So that, that is really reassuring. Hopefully they can continue to progress in that manner against Newcastle. Um, of course, the transfer wagon does not sleep. It does not stop in its tracks. It keeps on going. And obviously that game we've already known on Colwell, I guess that that's as it was. And in many ways, Moises Casido situation is as it was as well. Um, Zerbi got a little bit irked that so many questions were asked about Colwell in the build-up to the game. Uh, he, uh, not asked about Colwell, asked about Casido. He then said that we must ask more questions about Colwell. Um, before saying he didn't know the answer to the question that was then asked. Um, but Casido wasn't involved in the game. Negotiations, as we hear at the moment, still not seeing too much progress. Uh, still slow going. I think Charles, uh, Brighton has done pretty firm in what they want, perhaps because they do want Colwell. That, that price is still very high. Chelsea haven't came up and... I guess there's a bit of a standoff of sorts, maybe an expectation for Brian to come down, whether they have to, given the length of Caicedo's contract, we have to wait and see. Um, but obviously, we're now at the end of July. It is starting to drag out a bit. The Premier League season is two weeks away. Um, so it is coming up quickly. And Chelsea, you know, midfield, they, they are lacking bodies. There's still a degree of decisions to be made in terms of who sticks around. Andres Santos has obviously been good. Cassidy is impressed. Uh, whether they are good enough to play in the Premier League week, week, week in, week out, I think we still need to wait and see. Um, Santos, it probably looks more promising because he's probably the most natural six that Chelsea have in the side at the minute. Um, Benzo Fernandes, of course, is <laughs> desperate for a midfield partner, I think, for the for the season. Cassidy has looked better going forward. Obviously, Triple Mecca looks better going forward. And, and Conor Gallagher also looks better in a slightly more advanced, advanced free position. Um, but Conor Gallagher, another another guy who we understood from early in the season, there was maybe an expectation he would leave. Uh, we reported that, obviously, before Kovacic, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Engel Kande has gone a whole... It's certainly opened up in midfield, but there's still 
some degree of openness over a transfer for him. Um, Chelsea have rejected a bid from West Ham, thought to believe uh, be in the region of £40 million. Um, and it's just impossible to imagine Chelsea selling him at the minute. That is not to say they won't, but given the situation in midfield, it, it's hard to predict how you can keep on selling players um, when you still need others to come in. It would be Certainly interesting, to say the least, if that happened. Um, he's Chelsea's oldest, maybe in terms of Premier League experience, most experienced midfielder, just shy of 100 appearances in the Premier League, obviously drawn a lot of interest. Uh, in perhaps not the you know a starter at the base of midfield that you would like, but he certainly offers something he won't uh, leave in January, both he didn't want to leave Graham Potter, didn't want to sell him when there was interest, big interest from Evan at the end of the last transfer window. I think Newcastle and West Ham also wanted him on loan. There's obviously, given their rejected bid, interest from West Ham and it's said to be interest from Tottenham Hotspur this summer as well. So that there is a market for Gallagher. Uh, he obviously, again, a homegrown player, but for, for me, just really difficult to even comprehend him going and until there's some progress in the center of midfield it's it would be you know i think really detrimental uh unless pochettino's just seen something with the new guys i do i do think santos could have a role in the squad cassidy i think would benefit more from from heading elsewhere on loan maybe a bit more of a free role in midfield to go and attack he does look very very physically gifted a bit of a throwback player and you know a few have have seemed to be able to stop him. Uh, maybe Van Heck with that awful tackle, but he, he has been very promising. Chukmeka, maybe he could move backwards, but I think looked more comfortable in an advanced role and being able to get on the ball more often on uh, against Brighton on Saturday. Uh, so yeah, an interesting moment to see how that pans out. I'm sure Pochettino will be asked in his press conference ahead of... Uh, Newcastle uh, on Tuesday. So that, that is one to watch out for, for sure. Um, but Sunday saw a day off for Chelsea. They, I think Thiago Silva went to the gun range. Uh, they got to wander the streets of Philadelphia. And and it in. Gabriel Slanina arrived uh, in Philadelphia to start training with the squad. Um, so he could make an appearance soon. He adds to the, the vast array of goalkeepers that Chelsea have brought out to the United States. Um, Obviously, Chicago on the West, that's where he's probably played for Chicago Fire. Um, I'm sure he'll have plenty of support there, but a couple of trips to make before then. But yeah, good good to see that squad filling out to everybody who was meant to be in it now. Everybody has arrived. And of course, uh, we then move on to Atlanta. Chelsea travel out on Tuesday morning, or traveled out on Tuesday morning, I should say, um, ahead of... Press conferences on the evening game on Wednesday night. Uh, hearing very good things about the Mercedes-Benz arena. People keep on telling me it has an Oculus and seem very excited about that. So looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Um, and Newcastle next up. I did get to watch them in Philadelphia. They played Aston Villa. Aston Villa were probably the team that stood out more. Um, it was a three-all draw, uh, plenty of goals again in these US games, but Aston Villa looked very, very sharp in the early stages. Um, so very interested to see how they could start the season under Unai Emery. But Newcastle did have the wherewithal to come back and stand strong. Um, they would find something new out. They had like a 3-4, four, 
2-1 formation, um, Isaac leading the line. Uh, they certainly seemed like they were getting used to it. Uh, I think Tonali played. So some new things going on there. They had Paul Dummett, Kieran Trippier, and uh, Shell is a back three there. Um, so they were, you know, developing developing that, trying something new ahead of a season where they do have Champions League football. It, it certainly didn't look like they were used to it. They were there was still in the early stages of that and did look vulnerable, but it was hard to tell how much maybe that was a fitness thing. I'd say that's Villa did did look very sharp. They did have Harvey Barnes come in the second half. He just arrived with the squad, not even trained and came on um having signed for the for the side earlier in the day. He had a shot that was not a bad effort. And yeah, they, you know, Newcastle are going to be a half-decent team. They're, they're going to be a good opposition and a, a, a good barometer for where Chelsea are at, much much like Brighton. Uh, I think similarly, they may have had stability, but they are going to look to transition some players. Obviously, they need to adjust to a new reality of playing twice a week. That is something Newcastle haven't done in a very long time. So finding new combinations to be able to ride that out, and you know, obviously, like some Tonali coming into the team, relying on more players—that's something they're going to get used to. So they will have connections that may be a bit more familiar than what Chelsea have, but I think it'll be a really good test on Wednesday night. Um, maybe we will see Chelsea try some new things. Maybe another stronger team from the first half. But Pochettino has made it clear that there will be some uh, youth. In all of these games, we will be prioritizing getting everybody fit into the right stage for the start of the season. So, will be really interesting to see what kind of team is put out first. Whether we start to see play more players playing sixty minutes, or whether we keep on seeing halftime subs, uh, it's going to be really, really interesting. It should hopefully be a very good game. Um, Newcastle brought a decent number of fans to Philadelphia. There was lots of shirtless magpies in the stands, unsurprisingly, having a good sing-song. Um, but I should say in Philadelphia, Chelsea was certainly the draw, overwhelmingly so. The stadium was much quieter um, on the Sunday after Chelsea's game. Uh, for those uh, Brentford versus Fulham and Newcastle versus Aston Villa games, uh, yeah, com- in comparison to North Carolina where support was maybe a bit more evenly distributed with the whole Wrexham story. Uh, Chelsea dominant inside the stadium on Saturday night and the attendance uh, was nowhere near as full. Intended. So it'll be interesting to see how that comes in. In Atlanta, maybe a few more Newcastle supporters given Miguel Almond's connection to Atlanta United. Maybe that could pan out on that front. But yeah, it's going to be really exciting to see what comes next. Um, we have press conferences. Pochettino will speak again. Uh, this evening so that we'll find out more about what to expect from Chelsea then and another game uh, really exciting obviously stick with us we will have a deeper dive uh, when I speak to Bobby Vincent on the view from the podcast sometime this week so keep a listen out for that but for now um, I'll keep on exploring the US keep on learning more about Chelsea and hopefully you'll keep listening so really do appreciate uh, the support of everybody listening. Really appreciate you listening. So make sure you subscribe. Maybe leave a rating. Prefer it only leaving a rating if, if it's a good one. But you know, do do what you need to do. Um, but yeah, stick around. Football London 
lots of quotes. We've got the Madrid quotes. We uh, have some quotes from Diego Moreira um, that are on site now. He could be involved with the first team. That's his plans anyway. 18 years old, arrived from Benfica on a free transfer. Didn't uh, feature against Brighton, I don't think, but did look promising at times. Probably heard his name shouted by Mauricio Pochettino more than most in that game. But yeah, some good quotes. Really ambitious and... You know, he had a lot of love for some Chelsea legends too, so do seek them out. And uh, there'll be much more in the coming days and for the remainder of the tour. So once again, thanks for listening. Check out Football.London. And yeah, until next time.